Hi, and welcome to Clear Studies. I am your host, Bishop A. Reginald Littman. Be sure to subscribe so that you won't miss new episodes as they're loaded. I am so delighted to welcome you here. Stay tuned. I'll be right back after this. Join my e-class. I'd love to send you a free PDF handout of today's lesson, along with wonderful discussion questions to help you dive deeper into your study. Send an email right now to clearstudies at gmail.com. Again, that's clearstudies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, and hit that bell notification so you'll be notified every time new content is loaded. We look forward to sharing with you every single week. Hey, be sure to check out my brand new podcast. You're going to find the link in today's description. Well, welcome back to this episode. In this particular episode, we're talking about anointed to be different, anointed to be different. And we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter number 37. Now, in our first session on Joseph, we took a hard look at his background. We discovered that his family was marked by vice and by violence. This godly man grew up in some of the most ungodly soil. I am still so amazed that God can take a young man from such a background and use him like he did. But that is the handiwork of God. God doesn't need perfect circumstances to produce a powerful resource into this world. And I don't know about you, but that gives me great hope as a parent, as a pastor, and as a person today. If God can do that with Joseph, then he can take my son and he can use him for his glory. If he can do that with Joseph, he could take your children and use them for his glory. If he could do that with Joseph, he could take you and me and use us for his glory. Isn't that awesome? Of course, if you read the Bible, you will soon discover that God specializes in taking what appears to be nothing, worthless, useless, undesirable, unchangeable, and unworkable, and making something absolutely, unbelievably magnificent out of it. That, my friends, is the very nature of God. As we begin to consider the verses in the Bible that speak about the life of Joseph, we're going to see just how different he was from the rest of his family. It is astounding that a young man who grew up in the same home, the same conditions, the same environment as his brothers could be so different from his brothers. Of course, if you have more than one child or if you come from a family of more than one child, you have seen this with your own eyes. No two children are alike. Joseph, however, is so different that he literally stands out like a rose among thorns. So for the next three sessions, I want to take a slow and detailed walk through the first 11 verses of Genesis chapter 37 and show you the ways that Joseph was different from his brothers, how Joseph was anointed to be different. So let's begin this study with Genesis chapter 37, verse 1 and 2 from the Living Bible Translation. And it reads like this. So Jacob settled again in the land of Canaan, where his father had lived. 
Jacob's son, Joseph, was now 17 years old. His job, along with his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bilhah and Zilpah, was to shepherd his father's flock. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things they were doing. When we look at this section of Genesis 37, the first great principle that we will see is the purity of Joseph's life. The purity of Joseph's life. Now, one of the most striking ways Joseph was different was in the purity of his life. Every time you see Joseph, he is doing the right thing. Wow, wouldn't it be a great testimony to have for our lives or even our children? That every time people see us, we're doing the right thing. But this made him very different from his brothers. Purity, integrity, and desire to do the right things at all times is what marked the life of Joseph. Now, verse 2 brings us face to face with the holy heart that beat within the chest of Joseph. We're told that Joseph was tending to his father's sheep with his half-brothers, the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah. You might remember that Bilhah was Rachel's handmaid and Zilpah was Leah's handmaid. Well, these two women had been given to Jacob by his wives and he had fathered two children with each of them. The sons of Bilhah were Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Zilpah were Gad and Asher. And as you read the story, you get the impression that this is the first time that Joseph has been sent out to work with these particular men, his half-brothers. What he saw them doing must have shocked him deeply and really rocked him to the core. Maybe he was surprised by their lack of integrity or honesty or purity. But whatever the case may have been, this may have been Joseph's first exposure to the vile nature of his brothers. The brothers of Joseph were an evil bunch. Among other things, they were guilty of murder. They were guilty of incest. They were guilty of hatred. They were filled with envy and enslaving their brother even in Genesis 37, which we'll see soon. All kinds of immorality were, were noted by the lives of Joseph's brothers. Whatever it was that these men were doing apparently shocked Joseph so much that he came and told Jacob their father. Now, this event surely caused problems between Joseph and the rest of his brothers. It may have been the seed plot for where the root of bitterness in the hearts of the brothers began to grow that we will see throughout Genesis 37 through 50. Now, some authors accuse Joseph of being a talebearer or a gossiper. They believe that Joseph brought about the hatred of his brothers, that he actually brought it upon himself by going to tell Jacob, their dad, what they were doing wrong. They often look at Joseph and think that he acted as if he was a goody two-shoes. But in reality, Joseph displayed absolute integrity in going to his father with this evil report 
concerning his brothers. You see, Joseph had a responsibility to his father, like we have a responsibility to our heavenly father. And it is our role and it is our right to report what we see in the world to our heavenly father. Whatever his brothers were doing, it involved the flocks that belonged to Jacob. Therefore, it involved his good name in that area. He needed to know what was going on with his sons. Joseph did the right thing when he went to Jacob and told him about the evil deeds of his brother. There are also some very important lessons in this verse that we need to take to heart today. First of all, every one of us in our lives should be marked by purity. We should be marked by purity or another way to put it is known by purity. The God we serve is a very holy God and he expects, expects his people to be holy people. God wants us to stand separate from this world, to stand out from this world and its evil ways. He wants us to be different and we should be different in the way that we act, in the way we talk, in the way we think, in the way we live and on and on it goes. You see, purity should be the hallmark quality of our lives. It isn't easy, but we should always strive to do the right thing in every situation. Our lives should be marked by integrity. And there are plenty of people who are willing to do the wrong thing, especially if it makes their life a little bit easier. But we should always do right in spite of the personal cost to ourselves. It would have been easier for Joseph to just look the other way, to just cover up what his brothers were doing. It would have been easier still to have joined them in their sin, to have partaken of their wrong, to blend in. That way you make friends, but you sacrifice integrity. But Joseph was determined to do the right thing, even if it cost him everything. It's easy to tell little white lies to keep the heat off of your life, isn't it? But don't do it. Always tell the truth. It's easy to cheat a little here and there to make things easier for yourself. But don't do it. Always be above board. And in all your dealings, be above board. It's easy to cut corners at school and to cut corners at work so that you will fit in with the crowd, blend in, be celebrated with all of the others. But don't do it. Do the right thing at all costs. Now, one other lesson has to do with the proper use of the tongue, the proper use of the tongue. We should never be guilty of being a talebearer. The scriptures are clear that being a gossiper is not appropriate and it is never acceptable behavior to God. If there's something that you just must tell, be sure that you tell the right person. Jacob had a right to know what his sons were doing. So Joseph told him and him alone. Notice that Joseph did not go and broadcast it. 
but he went to the person it involved. He told his father in an effort to stop evil from taking place. A gossiper always tells the wrong person and then the next wrong person. They are not trying to stop evil. They're trying to spread evil. If you have to tell something, always tell the truth. And that is exactly what Joseph did. He didn't embellish the facts. He simply told things as they were actual and factual. Gossips love to add or subtract from the details as it suits their agenda. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this teaching. Next week, we'll move on to the next couple of verses in Genesis 37. I want you to make sure that you're part of my e-class. It's free. It costs you nothing. And you're never going to be put in a position where you're embarrassed in front of anyone. In fact, it feels like it's only you and I discussing the scriptures. But there are actually scores of people across the country who are part of my e-class. Send an email right now to clearstudies at gmail.com. Again, that's clearstudies at gmail.com. I would love to send you a free colorful PDF to help you really go deeper and apply these teachings to your own life. So that as you look at the life of Joseph, you can improve your own life. Well, God bless you. I look forward to sharing with you in the next episode. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, and comment. I'll talk to you later. Join my e-class. I'd love to send you a free PDF handout of today's lesson, along with wonderful discussion questions to help you dive deeper into your study. Send an email right now to clearstudies at gmail.com. Again, that's clearstudies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, and hit that bell notification so you'll be notified every time new content is loaded. We look forward to sharing with you every single week.